Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Teen Needham discusses everything healthcare. I'm your host, along with my wonderful wife, Janet, and today you don't want to miss out on our show. It's the first part of a three-part series of Lori Powell's health journey, and today we're going to be talking about her weight loss journey and, and how that all transpired. I'm super excited to have her on. You want to stay till the very end because she has some very, very good stories to share, So and stay with all three parts because there's... Um, the next part is going to be about her recovery from addiction, and also the third part is going to be about how her husband had cancer and how that affected um, her health. So um, you don't want to miss out on this three-part series. I'm super excited to have Lori on. Um, and as always, you can catch us um, every Monday, 1230 to 1.30 on my personal Facebook page and the Moses Lake Professional Pharmacies Facebook page. And we have these uh, edited versions uh, on our Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy YouTube site. So go to the YouTube site, like it, subscribe to it. Um, comment, let us know what you'd like to hear or what you don't like to hear. We, we really appreciate your comments. So without further ado, I am going to let Lori introduce herself. So Lori, welcome to our show. Oh, thank you, Sean. I'm so excited you invited me to be here today. Thank you so much. I'm excited to have you on. So tell us a little bit about um, your health journey over the last few years. You, uh, you've lost some weight and um, you've got some good stories to share. So, so go ahead and start with that. All right. Well, thank you so much again. And Sean, you know, my story, I'll, I'll kind of go to the beginning of life where, you know, I was born and I'm just kidding. I won't go there. I won't bore you with all those fun <laughs> details. But I will share with you that in, in school and in high school and in grade school and middle school, I was not athletic. I did not like, I did not like physical education. I was like, mom, sign a waiver, get me out of this stupid stuff. And what's crazy was I ended up as a personal trainer later in life. It's like, how does that work? But I will just share that I was never really into fitness, didn't think that was a really big deal until I actually got into recovery from addiction and started, you know, on the health journey. And, you know, it's crazy as while I was in my, my addiction to, um, to substances, I had lost a lot of weight and we had called that the Scarface diet. I never recommend it to anybody. It's very dangerous and deadly. So don't do that at home, kids. So, and of course, we don't ever talk about this to children ever. But I did lose a lot of weight because of the addiction. And when I started to get uh, clean and sober, I had gained a lot of weight, probably, you know, in excess of 30 to 40 pounds and had gotten married and life was great and everything was going good. And he and I decided to start working out and going to the gym and running and started seeing some great results and eating better. And then he got ill. And that, again, then changed my health journey. And I ended up going through um, um, some grief and losing a lot of weight again by not eating. And that, again, I don't ever suggest that either. But fast forward to about 15, 16 years ago, I've been married to my current husband. And um, he, uh, he, when I met him, we were both, like I said, in recovery from addiction. This was my second husband, my second marriage. And in the beginning, we didn't really do any activity. We didn't exercise. We just kind of were just doing life. And I was just going along minding my own business and uh, started to gain a lot of weight and had had, had gotten on some, some medication for depression and had just started mm -hmm. to balloon and gotten pretty heavy for my statue. And I uh, just was really uncomfortable and quite miserable being uh, extremely, in, in my opinion, extremely overweight. He... Uh, he never said anything. He never complained. He never said anything about it. I just, I struggled being heavy. And I think about, uh, oh gosh, 20 years ago, we adopted a little boy. He's my nephew. 
And I, that was my heaviest I'd ever been. You would have thought I had, had birthed that child, but I didn't. When my little boy was about five, he and my husband decided that they were going to join a gym. And I was like, fine, go have fun without me. I don't care. Now, at any time, please feel free to stop me in my story and interrupt anytime you choose. Thank you. But, but um, they had joined the gym and they were having fun. And I just said, no, I'm going to sit home and eat bonbons and be miserable. And you guys just, you just go right ahead. You just go have fun on your little health journey. And I just was very depressed and very, very young, just not feeling very good about myself. And, uh, you know, we used to go to a fast food restaurant and I would say, supersize me and give me a double. And I just, I look back on those days and think to myself, how in the world did I go from being healthy and fit to just going down this path of self-destruction with food? And of course, what I look, when I look back, I realized that I had allowed my feelings to dictate and determine what I would or wouldn't do for myself. And I find in my lowest points that I've had in my life with, um, with, you know, illness with my first husband passing and then a life transition of having a child come into our lives, it, it was definitely stressful and a, and a struggle for me. And I used to eat my feelings. And I realized that in my addiction, I was avoiding feelings. And so I changed my addiction from drugs to food at one point or another. And that is what I look at it and think to myself, well, those are the things that I was using to cope. And so to, to, to kind of finish the story about my son and my husband, once they joined the gym, I was watching them bond and have fun. And I was really feeling miserable and left out. And my husband's like, come on, babe, just come to the gym with us. Let's go swimming. And of course, you can imagine the thoughts that went through my mind when he said, hey, why don't you put on a bathing suit and be, you know, parade around in public? You can imagine how I felt about myself being an extra 60 pounds overweight. And I thought, oh, yuck. So I found a bathing suit that would cover it all. And we went to the gym together as a family. I had the best time. I had fun. I was in the pool and nobody was looking at me. And besides, there were other people that looked just like me. And I started to feel a lot more comfortable in my own skin. Fast forward about maybe a month or two, we had joined the gym. My husband had put me on the membership and he saw this ad in the paper at the gym that said, hey, join this boot camp class. Now, mind you, we had seen this instructor running through the gym, yelling at the clients, run, run, you can do it. Come on, you've got this. And we were like, I was thinking that, that I was terrified for those poor people. I thought <laughs> I could never do that. <laughs> right. There's no way I would die. And I just thought to myself, there's a, and, and then the newspaper, our local newspaper did a, another story on the boot camp class. And my husband looked at it and said, babe, we got to join. And I'm thinking he's taken out life insurance. I just know it. <laughs> I just know. I just know. He wants to kill me. <laughs> so, so anyway, he's like, let's do it, babe. Let's sign up. And I begrudgingly, begrudgingly signed up. And uh, I was like, okay, fine. So the class was three nights a week. My husband would get off work. And at this time, I wasn't working because I had left my previous employer for some reason that I needed to make a change. And that wasn't helping my health either, of course. But uh, I, uh, <laughs> I, we got to the gym, and, and 
you know, like I said, we showed up on our first Monday night and it was pretty easy. It wasn't difficult and, and it was okay. And then, you know, as the, the, the week progressed, it got a little harder. And then by the second and third week, my husband was like, I got shin splints. I'm dying. This is not working for me. I don't know how I'm going to make it through this silly thing. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And I was like, oh, I love this class. I can't wait to keep going. It's awesome. And my husband was like, there's just no way. He says, I just can't. I just, I'm like, come on, honey, you can do this. So now the tide is turned. And I'm like, babe, we got to keep going. And by the end of the six weeks, what we learned in that class was not only did we learn about nutrition, not only did our instructor say things like, if I see you in the grocery store crapping your cart, I'm going to grab it and throw it away. <laughs> you know, I mean, the stuff he would say to us mm. and the stuff that he would do was just, it lasts, it has left a lasting impression because that was 18 years ago that this happened, 17, 18 years ago. And I just remember a lot of the techniques that he used with encouragement. And he would talk about, hey, what are you eating? And are you eating enough? Because, you know, I don't know about your listeners or most people. Most people think, well, if I don't eat, I'm going to lose weight. Well, as you and I probably know, if you don't eat, you're not going to lose weight. You're just going to be skinny fat. At least that was my experience. And so he would talk about, you know, eating correctly, eating on time, eating the right kinds of foods, how to classify foods and and what does a portion look like? You know, it's not a super size meat, you know, give me a double. It's, it's of course, you don't go to those places, but if you're going to go, you do it in moderation. Right. So he taught us some great tips and tools. And so that instructor left with the gym and I actually had fallen in love with that class. And at the end of those six weeks, I said to my husband, I'm coming back. He's like, you're kidding. I'm like, no, because that instructor motivated me with his story of being overweight and him doing a boot camp type class with an instructor. And what he did for me was when I would fall behind, he would run with me. When I was in the front, he would yell, you know, he would yell, you know, instructions about what do you do next? And, hey, go up here and stop and wait for your other teammates. He'd grab my hand and he'd run with me. I mean, he did some things that really encouraged me and and motivated me to keep moving in that proper direction and just keep going forward. And I started to see some weight loss results and it was wonderful. I started to feel better. And I got to tell you guys, yeah, I lost weight, but the thing that changed the most for me in the first six weeks was my mindset and my attitude about myself. And I started to have a sense of purpose. And I don't know if your listeners can relate to any of what I'm saying or if you guys can relate to that, but before working out, the depression and the desperation that I felt and just the degradation I felt from allowing my body to get where it was to lose to lose weight in, in early recovery, to gain weight, to lose weight. It was just very, very difficult. But he gave me something that I could tangibly hang on to. And that was feeling good about my accomplishments and giving me purpose to keep going. And I continued in that class for probably, I continued as a participant for probably another two, three, four sessions. And he left. They tried to replace other instructors. And they just didn't have what it took. And I, I went to the director of the facility and said, can I please teach this class? Can I please do this? And at that time, they then hired me as well at the gym to like clean up and talk to members because I had such an outgoing, fun personality. And I had a great story of success from coming to the gym and losing weight and, and having a great, great, uh, a great success story. They actually put me in the newsletter at the gym. And I, awesome. I still have the article today. It's crazy. The, 
and my before and after photos. And I mean, just the journey has been incredible. And you might have some questions for me. Let me get to the end of the story just real quick. No, please. Here. Yes, please. So, okay. So, so fast forward, I start teaching the class and I am loving this class. I am loving what I'm doing. I'm teaching it three nights a week. I'm then, you know, I'm just, I'm just become, a, I've become a personal trainer. And, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. I was previously a chemical dependency counselor, helping people with their addiction issues because most, some, well, some people, know that, you know, when you get into recovery, you want to save the world. Heck, if I can get clean and sober, so can everybody else. So here, let me help you. That was my attitude when I went into chemical dependency was if I can get it, if I can get through the, the degradation and the things I did, I know I can help someone else. So I felt that way as, as well about fitness. And so fast forward, maybe a year into my journey, um, we got a new program director and he said, listen, if you want to teach classes, I would love for you to become a certified personal trainer and I would love for you to keep teaching classes and I'd love for you to share your passion and, and hope that you have with other people. And I was like, hey, that sounds great. I would love that. So I'm teaching classes. I get into teaching water aerobics. I'm teaching boot camp. I'm teaching, today they call it the Les Mills pump, body pump mm -hmm. class. I was teaching those classes and I was loving how life was going. And I, I was losing weight and I was just, we were having such a great time. And, you know, and, and that health journey, I just continued to help people with nutrition and mindset and just really encourage people about what to eat, when to eat and how to eat. And my story, you know, I, uh, I got to share that I, I, I got to a place that I was working full time and just really struggling to actually then have a good family life. So I kind of had to cut back on my hours, spend more time at home. And then, of course, I don't know if any of your listeners understands. I'm now going through mental pause. I know it's menopause, but it's now called mental pause for me. <laughs> and it's kind of, kind of, you know, it's kind of been one of those tricky things because my body started changing with this this of life. I had to learn again. How do I adjust my my caloric intake? How do I adjust my exercise? How do I do that? And it's it's been a real fun journey most of the time, not always. But, um, you know, I got to tell you, getting into health and fitness was a wonderful experience because I can take that tool and share it with anybody anywhere that I want to. And I love that about what I do. And I was introduced to a, a company, a supplement company that I represent today that has just allowed me to help hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people have such great experiences with weight and energy and weight and just feel amazing. So I, I, uh, I got to share the last thing is when COVID hit back in March of uh, 2020, I made the decision that I was going to retire. Um, the regret I have about that is 13 years ago, we started a program at my gym called Cancer Wellfit. And Cancer Wellfit is very near and dear to my heart. It's where people that have gone through treatment for cancer got to come to the gym and I got to train them for free. And I got to help them get all back on their feet into living and not just surviving. And that has been something that's been near and dear to me along with my own health journey is, is being able to share that with anybody who needs it. What so, a, What a great story, Lori. Thank you for sharing that. You're so welcome. I hope it wasn't too long and too crazy. Not at all. <laughs> so, Janet, what questions do you have for specific questions do you have for Lori? 
Well, it just kind of a comment that I think one of the things I'm getting from your story is that, you know, along your journey, it's a journey of life. And at different points, we have to readjust. But also, it sounds like you became very honest to yourself, because I think sometimes when we make excuses about why we can't do something, it's because we're choosing not to be honest to ourselves. And it sounds like your partner, your husband now has been very good in helping you identify that. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He has been so wonderful. And he's done that in, in many areas of my life, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. He's always challenging me, my mindset. And I love that. About <laughs> well, it doesn't sound that. like, he, it doesn't sound like he was, you know, it sounds like he was very encouraging in how he approached it. So that kudos to him because, you know, I, I could see the the fear of going to a gym when we um, are not in fit shape, but honestly, everybody there's at a different place. Their journey's <laughs> yeah at a different place and time. And I totally can uh, relate to the, the menopause part because your metabolism changes, but why should we be the same as when we were 15 or 20? It's, it's going to be different. So reality has to hit us and we have to, you know, adjust to where we are in that journey. Yep. I totally agree. And you're absolutely right. And you're right. My husband did it in a very loving way. And even today he still does those things sometimes lovingly, <laughs> sometimes not so much, but I'm always grateful for it because it definitely challenges me in that mindset that I have. So I appreciate you guys asking me to do this today. It's been very exciting for me. Thank you so much. I love to share hope with people. I love it. So I got a question for you. So your your son was five when he started working out with um, your husband, correct? Yes. Yeah. And he's, I'm guessing, 20 now. Is that correct? He's 24. 24. Okay. I, I, I lost a little bit of the years there on that time frame. So, no worries. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so, I mean, we really, Janet and I really, really preach here about how important it is for, um, you know, families to work out together and, and, and the, you know, the husband, wife, mom, and dad, they have to be good role models because your, you know, your kids are going to follow what you do. Um, so I got to ask, I'm putting you on the spot maybe, but how does your son approach um, fitness now? <laughs> he doesn't, unfortunately. He, he doesn't, because, yeah. You know, no, no, because you know, mom and dad don't know anything yet. We're still kind of. Uh, I get know, it. <laughs> I've got a 21-year-old and a 19-year-old. I totally get it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I think in a few years he might catch on. I think, I'm hoping. <laughs> He, he went from, you know, physical activity, coming to the gym and playing and rock wall climbing and all kinds of swimming. And, you know, we were very active with him when he was young, going to the river, going out on the boats and the jet skis and just being really physically active. And um, he kind of got burned out, and, but he loved riding skateboards and all that kind of stuff and playing video games. He kind of went down that path of skateboards and video games. And, and I look at his life today and I'm like, I know there's hope. As long as I can continue, if I keep doing what I'm doing and being a good role model, there's always hope that he will also can, he will see that and make those changes when, when it's his time. For sure. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, at least he knows the right path. He, you know, he's been shown that. So at least he knows that. So it's good that you and your husband showed him that. Yeah, absolutely. And my husband and I are still very active today. We no longer, my husband actually took a break from fitness for probably a good eight to 10 years and now has actually just gotten back into fitness and now just CrossFit just down the street here from our place. And he has the last three years, it's just been amazing uh, to watch him change and go through the, you know, 
go through this uh, process. And I'm so excited because he feels better today and he's doing a lot better than he was with his fitness. So I'm super excited about that. So what is your, um, let's talk a little bit about the specifics of, of the classes that you used to teach. Cause you don't teach anymore, right? You retired from, from, um, training, correct. Personal training. Correct? I did. I okay. did. Yes, I did. So what was your favorite class to teach? I love teaching boot camp. Well, you know that. Okay. So that's a toss up. I love teaching boot camp because I love just that physical activity, going outside, playing outside. We did a lot of outside stuff. Like we would run down. So the, the club that I, that I work at is here in the Tri-Cities and it's right down the street from the river. And we would run down to the river and we would do picnic table races. We would do relay races. We would push picnic tables as teams. And sometimes we'd put somebody on the picnic table and other times we would just, you know, do push-ups with, you know, don't touch your nose to the water. I mean, on the boat ramps. I mean, we would just do so much fun stuff. We play frisbee. We, I loved getting people outside active. And it was just fun to just build that relationship with those people. The thing, the, so, the, so that's my very first love that I had in fitness. But then came my Cancer WellFit group. And that Cancer WellFit group that I ran for those 13 years I love that class because what I did is I got to see people's lives literally literally transform from just coming out of radiation and chemotherapy to where they could couldn't even walk up the stairs to where they could jog up the stairs and they could actually complete their workout and not be winded and I I saw a client go from being in a wheelchair to walking in 20 weeks and there's just so many stories like that that I love to share because I see little, tangible evidence lives changed. It's amazing. That is. So that's, that's what I love. Yeah, that's a great story. And it sounds like you, you can definitely tell that, you know, it, you, you are passionate about this subject, um, just the way you talk about it. And, the, you know, and your trans, your trans, you know, your transformation from not wanting to work out to, you know, being a personal trainer is amazing. I mean, and it only took a couple months, correct? Yes. Yeah, it didn't take long at all. Yeah, it was it was crazy. And, and and I think what I shared early in the in the story was my first husband and I when I got into recovery, we were doing fitness. We worked out together. We ran. We had a dog and we ran and we went to the gym and and we started that lifestyle in my early recovery in my early 20s. We got ill, that of course went by the wayside because he was no longer able to do that. So that's again, that's another story we'll touch on some at some other time. But, yep. you know, I've had brief periods of, of activity where I've been in a gym. And then when I when I met my second husband, when I moved to the Tri-Cities, I had joined a women's only gym with a girlfriend and had started that fitness journey and then adopted a child. And that, again, interrupted that journey again. So there's been some, you know, I've had multiple ex- exposures or experiences in gyms and in working out and in my health journey. So tell me as a personal trainer, you must have a story where you changed somebody's life possibly with their health journey. You know, again, I think when I look back at that, what I see is I have a lot, I've helped people lose weight, have confidence, change their lifestyle and have really been able to have a better life. I know that the impact can be 
from, like I said, just I've seen physical changes. And I think what the, the stories that stick out the most to me, honestly, because as a trainer, I will just share as a personal trainer, the majority of my clients that I had were clients that I trained for years. Like I had one client I trained for 14 years wow. straight. And I think part of the process, what I find in training is being that listening ear, being somebody that someone can talk to with no judgment, being able to just encourage and motivate them no matter what's happening in their life. You know, um, but when I think about transformation, I go back to my cancer welfare patients the most because I, like I said, I have seen people, one of our clients that came to us, this is a transformation that I would love to share. I was in a dark place and, and this young lady who had been in my cancer welfare class posted on her Facebook page, I was in a dark place of, am, 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 I, doing, am I doing something of value? Is, is what I'm doing adding value or is anybody's life changing? And is this really my purpose? And she posted on her Facebook page that like five years ago, she showed a picture of herself on the elliptical in our gym in my class. And she made a post that said, if I had never met Lori Powell, my life would not be what it is today. Because of the class and that relationship I have with Lori, I am no longer afraid to take on challenges. I am no longer stuck in my dead-end job. I am now a personal trainer looking to encourage and inspire other people to change their lives. And I thought to myself, what I do matters. What I'm doing matters, even even if I sometimes don't even see it. There are transformations of people that I don't even know about. Wow, that's a cool story, Lori. Yeah, and she she has gone on now 10 years cancer-free. She has gone on to help hundreds of women with their cancer journey and health and wellness. And that just, I mean, I get goosebumps when I say that. I I also almost want to cry, but I'm not going to. I'm not crying on, I'm not going to cry on this podcast, I promise. (laughs) It's okay. I get emotional too, so. Good, good. So I, I think one of the things is, and we're going to talk about your your recovery for, from addiction next week. But I think one of the things is you you mentioned how you know people would really they they felt that you were non judgmental when you were training them, and you know you could come alongside them without being judgmental. And I think probably because of your history of addiction, that might have helped with with that. Is that you you think that's true? Oh 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 yes, absolutely. And I think I think my my previous. My previous history with addiction, uh, being a chemical dependency counselor for 13 years, and just having compassion for people and empathy. Uh, empathy is probably my number one strength because I actually, if you're sad, I feel sad. I know that's kind of weird, and I don't mean that in a codependent way, but I am definitely an empath, and I just know how people feel. And when they struggle, my goal is to always help them find solutions if I can. And, you know, it isn't about, about judging. It's about how can I, how can I help our fellow man? How can I help my fellow neighbor? How can I help people be the best at what they're looking to be? Or how can I help them through really difficult situations? And I think that comes from addiction. I think it comes from counseling. I think that comes from life experiences, going through cancer with a loved one, you know, um, adopting someone else's child who's a, you know, I, I mean, there's just, there's so many pieces. I think that relate to having that unconditional love and acceptance for others. So Lori, as we wrap this first part up, um, tell us what, what drives you? What do you have a passion for? Oh my gosh. And this is, I hope, I hope that is such a great question. My passion 
is to love people. I love, I know this is going to sound weird. I love loving people. I love to help. I love to encourage. I love to inspire. And, and I, I just, there's, and I keep saying love because love for me is, is one of the things that is the biggest thing for me is to love others. Um, and I know, and I know that's kind of a broad thing. It's not like something tangible you can put your hands on. But again, if I have someone that I am connected to or close to, or if I hear that somebody needs something, I'm going to be the first one. If you're sick, I'm going to make you soup. If you need a ride to the doctor, I'm going to be the first one to take you. If you need something, I'm going to be that person that you can call and say, hey, I need, you know, if you need a good massage therapist, you need a, you need a set of, of good tires, I'm going to refer you, I'm going to find the right connection for you. So I don't know if that's, that's kind of broad. Sean. Yeah, that's no, really those are powerful question. words. I think it's broad, but it's very, it's very direct. I mean, and I, I think, you know, I think it's pretty obvious that that's kind of how you, you know, you, you live your life. I mean, just by speaking to you just for this half hour, I think that comes through in your words. So, you know, thank you for oh, sharing that. Absolutely. And I can't wait to share more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to have you back on next week too. I mean, I, I'd like to keep talking, but I, I, I want to, I want to uh, make sure that, that people come back next week to hear you. So tell us, um, yeah, tell us in these last a minute or so, if somebody has questions for you or wants to get a hold of you, what is the best way to do that? Oh, gosh. I, uh, I normally just tell people to call me. <laughs> well, I, do you have a Facebook page? Do you have a Facebook page? How do you want people to contact you if they want to, if they want to have questions for you, especially next week, you might have some people that want to reach out to you when it comes to addiction and recovery. Yeah. If they want to reach out to me on Facebook Instant Messenger, that's totally fine. That's totally great with me. Okay. And I'm Lori Powell. I think that's the best way you can find me on, on Facebook and Facebook Instant Messenger. Um, if that's what they want to do, I am totally, I'm great with that. Awesome. I love it. All I right, didn't well, think about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, right. we are sharing your Facebook page as we speak on the internet. So, um, <laughs> you know, they might be contacting you. So um, I appreciate you being on and sharing the first part of your story, Lori. Um, I'm really, really excited to hear the next part about how addiction and recovery um, has really you know, changed your life and you've helped change a, a lot of other people's lives with it. So Lori, you have definitely achieved our goal today of this podcast is to educate and empower people to take charge of their own health. And that's basically what you've done and you've inspired a lot of others to do that. So thank you for being on, Lori. We, we welcome you back um, next Monday, 1230 to 1 and excited to have you on. Thank you, Sean. I appreciate it. Thank right. you so thank much, you. Janet, for being with us. Be and thank, thank you for listening in and tuning in, watching today. Um, you've been listening to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Tune in Thursday because we will have Dr. Kelsey Smith um, from Stillwater, Oklahoma. She's going to be talking about her direct primary care practice. We interviewed her like six months ago when she was first starting, and she's going to be talking about how she's helped a lot of other people um, and patients because of her direct primary care practice. So tune in 8 to 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time um, this Thursday, welcoming uh, Dr. Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey Smith back. Thank you for listening to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Thank you so much.